Hello everybody and welcome back to Comfy Club, an excuse for two best friends to talk about video games. And today we are talking about the remake I've been waiting for, The Oregon Trail. Yes, um, I was really excited when you brought this game up because I'm, I'm more excited now that you brought this game up because something I realized when I was playing it is I'd never played an Oregon Trail video game before. Ever? Yeah. Not even in fourth grade? I don't think so. Maybe very briefly, but like not enough for it to have left an impression. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're any younger than us, you've probably also never played this game. But you say that the game has been around since the 70s, since the early 70s. Right. So. But I don't yeah. know if the kids these days have been oh, on the Oregon I'm- Trail. I was thinking about time backwards. <laughs> it's still early for me. I was like, older people have definitely played this game. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, well, I yeah. remember when we would go to computer class in fourth grade, you could play Oregon Trail. You could play that, um, like, jungle game where it was, like, catching on fire and stuff, and you had to save the animals with your helicopter. I do remember that game. I do remember that game. And you had to like drop water on stuff. And mm-hmm. then I remember that game. Yeah. And I think there was one other one, but I only played one of these two. Yeah. And I've played interesting a lot. They've, there's been so many Oregon trail games since this one. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at the Wikipedia. There's literally like 20 of them. It's wild. Yeah, but they were all, from what I could remember, a lot different than the original, or what I played. I don't even know if what I played back then was the original, but this one does a good job of sticking to that, but making it, you know, obviously we have more needs in our games than we used to. Um, Yes. Yeah, but... This is definitely leaps and bounds beyond, like, the mobile games that that been the Oregon Trail and... Yeah. I'm doing a lot of air quotes. Like, y'all can see me, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, a couple of fun facts about this game. So, it was originally developed in 1971 um, by a school teacher and two of his friends who were also school teachers to help teach this part of eighth grade history in Minnesota. Um, And then was produced by the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium, which is, man, I, I wish we still had the naming conventions that like that mid set, like that mid century naming convention (laughs) desire. Yeah. Like think about how much cooler, I don't know, like Meta would be if it was like the Meta Universe Advancement Consortium. I'd be like, now I'm interested. A consortium? Sure. I you, think know? you just like the word consortium. I do. It's so mystical. It makes <laughs> me like, I'm like, ooh, what's going on here? Ooh, what deep dark secrets are you hiding mm-hmm. in like a cool mystery way and not like in a, oh, you're stealing all the information about me and selling it to people. <laughs> and then. So it's been around since the early 70s. Um and was it was wild. I was reading about it on Wikipedia. 
And it is so interesting to me how far computing has come since then and computers has Mm -hmm. come since then. So this is like a little bit off off topic, but like one of the things that they mentioned in the article was that like, basically they weren't sure if the computer that they were using and the way that computers interacted then were going to be basically like if it was user friendly enough for kids to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was because it was super fun. And we're talking about something that was pretty novel at the time. Like, you're in school, you're playing a game on a computer, like, wild. And I don't know, I haven't looked that far into it, but what I imagine is, like, you would put something in kind of like AI Dungeon where you would type something and then the computer would, like, type back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the first semester that he did this that the original developer you know they played it when the semester ended he printed out the code for the game and then deleted it from the microcomputer that he was using and i'm like how wild to just be like yep here's this whole game that i developed uh, and, you know, it's time to retire for this semester, go off on summer break, and to preserve my work, I'm going to print it out. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. That is so wild to me. Like, it's just crazy just how far computers have come since this game came out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, it's just wild. I wonder how so, many pages that was. I know, and I'm like, it can't be that many, because it was really just like a text-based game, obviously, you know, and very limited scope. Um, So they all say, even now, like, you either get dysentery or you get, uh, uh, what's the other disease I keep getting all the goddamn time? Oh, I died um, from, I think just from a gun, or from the rattlesnake, is what I from I haven't bite. died from that yet, but my people keep getting dysentery and another disease, um, uh, typhoid. Oh. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, there's only two diseases in this game, obviously. So, you know, <laughs> we haven't even come that far. Um, but the current version of the game on PC, which is what we're playing it on right now, um, was released November 14th. Of this year. So, like, it's, like, two weeks old. Barely. Um, Not even. And a fun fact about this, this, the developer of this game is Gameloft, who we've talked about a little bit before, because they are also the developer of Disney Dreamlight Valley. And when I was looking through their games that are available on PC and, like, what games they've developed... um, They have a handful, like, five or six other games that are available, more air quotes that you can't see, available on PC. They're all free to play. They are different genres, um, but basically the entire rest of their catalog is mobile games. So Mm -hmm. these other games that are on PC are basically mobile games that are available on PC. So, like, I wouldn't go so far as to say, like, these are PC games that they've developed. They're mobile games that are also on the computer. So this is really their second game that they've launched on a on a desktop machine versus a mobile platform or 
um, handheld gaming devices. They have a couple of things on like different. I saw some on the PlayStation Vita, which you know we can talk about failed consoles. I think that one's probably going to go down in history as like oh a what was that again? Yeah, <laughs> and I have one, and I'm still like, yikes, guys. <laughs> but yeah, they have a couple of other. Um, Handheld games that they've developed, a lot of Disney-owned properties. So it looks like they're kind of one of the studios that Disney goes to a lot for their mobile games, um, or at least you know, let somebody outsource that development work to. Um, yeah, but yeah. So it's, I mean, two pretty well-received games on the computer for this company, and it's pretty impressive. Yeah, so. we were definitely apprehensive when we heard about Disney Dreamlight Valley and that Game Loft was doing it because we were worried that it would feel like a mobile game. Mm-hmm. And it definitely doesn't. And I really don't yeah. think Oregon Trail does either. I think they've done a I good think job. Oregon Trail kind of. I think because it's been around so long, I don't think it feels like a mobile game because it is its own entity enough and kind of like in the cultural sphere, like we understand what Oregon trail is because I do think it plays, it lends itself to be a mobile game very easily. And a lot of iterations in like the last decade have been mobile versions of the Oregon trail. Yeah. But I didn't like those ones. (laughs) I mean, this one is really good. I was really impressed. So like I said before, I don't think I've ever really played an Oregon Trail video game before. Um, definitely not recently. Maybe I played it in elementary school, but I definitely have not played any time since then. And I was very impressed. I really like it. There's a lot of mechanics that I wasn't aware of going into it. You know, like obviously it's like, uh, avoid dying of dysentery. Like that's the joke, right? You know, but the the cart space management and the cart repair management. Oh, it's, it's so fun, but I get so frustrated every time, like something breaks. I'm like, so yeah, so I had never played another Oregon trail game. And there also is a card game that like a little card, Oregon trail Mm -hmm. cardboard game thing. I think that we own it. And I also have never played that either. So, like, for all intents and purposes, this is my this is my standard for Oregon Trail <laughs> games now. So it's pretty high. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would be... It's kind of interesting that there's been so many iterations of the game, like, yeah. from a legal standpoint. I'm not quite sure how that works. Um, yeah, that I is guess pretty interesting. Because it's a thing of history. Like Well, but, like, the gameplay itself is definitely copyrightable, you know? Yeah. And, like, the story parts of it, I guess, like, because, yeah, otherwise, like, anybody could, I don't know, well, maybe not, because there have been, like, other versions of, like, Oregon Trail-esque games. Hmm, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll have an episode on the deep dive into the legalities of historical fiction games (laughs) right um and then speaking of 
there's a great message at the beginning of this version of the game. Yes. Where they stated that they worked with Native American scholars to more accurately represent what Western movement was in our history and that it is not something to be glorified. It was an invasion of Native lands. Mm -hmm. So throughout the game, as you come across like stops and stuff, there will be some Native American characters in there. Some of them are, you know, helping the people that are moving across, you know, and making money. And then some are, you know, saying that, yeah, there's too many of them coming and they're taking over their lands. And so that was really cool that they made an effort to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, kind of along those same lines to I'm not sure what the visual depiction of Native Americans was in previous Oregon Trail games was, but I have noticed that um a lot of the Native Americans are wearing like traditional like hairstyles and outfits, but it's not all like the same. So there are obviously, you know, like different like groups of Native Americans living in, you know, this 2000 mile stretch. And so we've seen um, some of the Shoshone Indians is one that was named so far. And then I feel like I saw something about like Navajo Indians and Native Americans in like the people that we've talked about. So it's interesting to see like that they're not just like, all right, pick one Native American group, and we'll just do everything based on that. Um, and then we've also seen different housing styles as well, too. So, like, there's, like, the classic teepee that everybody thinks of when they think of Native American um, houses. And then I just got to a fort where there are these um, Plains Indian – they're not lodges. I'm trying – I can't remember what the name of them is, but it's, like, a rounded – building Mm -hmm. that is like straw thatched on the outside so it is really cool that they are you know depicting different native american groups and i'm assuming if you do any research into it at all like you're gonna put them in areas that make sense to where they were in that time period as well yeah and then the characters that you can have in your party one they have playable Native American players in this version. Mm -hmm. Um, But two, they all have different personality traits and those will impact how they do on the journey. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have, they have like professions and then they also have two like traits. So if you have a farmer, they'll be better. Like if your ox breaks his hoof, you know, there's yep. a higher chance that it'll get better. Um, there's, I had one who, uh, I can't remember the trait, but she's basically snobby and she hated being yeah, dirty. So mm-hmm. if like yeah. her hygiene would fall below a certain point, she would, it would have a bigger effect on her morale. Yes, and I don't know if yours has done the same thing. It might be a slightly different trait. Um, But when I go to the barber to help other people, you have to do that person first. 
no matter what. Because if you try to do somebody else first, they say, no, I deserve to be clean or like whatever. They throw a fit and they go, they take that spot. So if you only had enough to help one person, then you help them no matter what. Even if you wanted to help somebody else, they like bully their way into the barber position before somebody else. Yeah. I, so I bet yeah, that's it's, if it's cool. their hygiene's below a certain level, it'll probably, probably. do that. Yeah. Cause I yeah. had, um, only had two people left in my party when I got to one of the last forts and, uh, I was able to, Take the other guy to like barber. Halfway through, and I only have two people oh left. Oh my gosh! No, but I've uh, I've completed the first adventure. So, okay, yeah, I've made it through. But yes, two people did die, but only one of dysentery. Hey, I don't think either of mine have died of dysentery. Um, one of them died because he he had a broken leg. And then something else, and then something happened, and he, like, lost his last health point. I was like, oh, no. And I don't remember why the first guy died. It happened... So fast. Pretty pretty <laughs> early on. Because I... I do this a lot. I like to play easy games, and I kind of expect a lot of games to kind of baby me a little bit. I like to I like to feel smart. I like to feel like I'm better at the game, mm-hmm. you know? This game does not do that. I I'm playing on the regular mode cuz I'm like oh, it's the Oregon Trail. It can't be that hard, right? No, I'm so so mad. The first river crossing. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. So I stocked up had all my stuff, had medicine, had clothes, had bullets, all this crap, right? Had all my stuff ready to go. Get to the first river crossing. And it's like, okay, do you want to just like ford the river? And I'm like, no, that sounds like a bad idea. That sounds like the obvious no. Do you want to caulk your wagon and then float it across the river? I'm like, okay. Or do you want to take the ferry, spend some money, but get across obviously safely, right? And I'm like, okay, let's caulk the wagon. This is the first river crossing, right? Oh, no. It's also a shallow river. Yeah, I realize that now. (laughs) I didn't understand all the things. Look, I refuse to read instructions. You think I was going to read about how to cross the river? No, I get it now. And now every river crossing, I have enough money. I just spend the money. I'm literally like, Mm -hmm. no, I will spend the money and I'll wait. Like, I'm not risking it again because I lost so much stuff out of it. I lost the clothes, the medicine, and the bullets. So, like, and bullets are expensive as hell. Mm -hmm. And then, if you have zero bullets, you know what that means? You can't hunt Mm -hmm. at, at, at all. Yeah. Anywhere. So, you can't get meat. You can't get pelts unless you find one. Like, literally, I came across a deer, a dead deer in the road and I got one pelt. And that was, like, the beginning of my climb back up to riches. Because, like, I literally was like, I don't have anything to sell. And then I think you get bait probably at the beginning of the game. Didn't have any bait. So I couldn't even catch fish. 
I literally was just like well, struggling guess constantly, I'll die, like then. like clawing my way to the next settlement. Like, please help me. <laughs> and then because I'm I'm too nice, I can't say no. Whenever people on the trail need help, yeah. And I don't. After I was slighted by this river so early on, in my mind, I'm like, okay. Games where you can choose like a nice or a mean thing, like should have some sort of background morality thing. You know, like how people think the universe should work. Mm-hmm. Like if you're nice and you put good things out to the universe, like you get good things back. I assume that's how video games are. But this game betrayed my trust immediately with a stupid river. So I'm like, am I gonna get anything for this? Like in real life, like you wouldn't. You know, in real life, you just give somebody something and then, good luck. I hope neither of us die before we get to Oregon. So, like, I'm trying to play the game that way. I'm just be like, no, I should help these people. So, I'm still over here like, oh, your people are, are pretty hungry. You're out of water. But you did come across somebody who needs medicine. And I'm like, I guess I give it to them. <laughs> and this game made me feel bad for taking stuff out of an abandoned wagon one time. And I was like what the hell? Why? I like took everything. I took, I think there were like clothes and medicine in it or something. Mm-hmm. And I took all of it. You know, I was like, cool. Yeah, I'll take the clothes and the medicine. Awesome. And then as I'm leaving, it said something about like some people in the party thought that, you know, it would have been nice to leave some for other people that are coming down the trail. Oh. Did you have like maybe... A priest with you or something. I do. I do have a missionary with me. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, uh, I think for the most part, like, I keep getting afraid that as I come across somebody and it's like, do you want to help him? I'm like, I don't know. Is he going to kill me? You know? Yeah. Is this all a trick? And thus, yeah. thus far, I haven't been tricked. Everyone's been nice. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, you know, has a common goal of trying to survive. Getting to Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's a really, um, and I think for the most part, if you just choose to ignore or not help somebody, you just kind of bypass that like kind of side quest line. Yeah. Uh, there's this really sad quest line with this little girl. Mary. <gasps> yes. Don't tell me how it ends. I won't. Because I'm emotionally attached to this little girl right now. We just carved our name into a rock together. Oh, good. So. Yeah. Yeah, no. The first time I came across them, and I think that was like one of the first times where I had to like help somebody, and I was kind of like struggling a little bit, and it was like, oh, we don't have anything, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Here's money. I can't give you food because I literally have like a hundred food and we're still a couple days away. Like, mm-hmm. well, I can't give you food, but I do have a lot of money that I haven't been able to spend because there hasn't been a store in any of these places I've stopped at. So, yeah. Yeah. You're probably, <sighs> I think you see her like three or four more times. Yeah. We had her, her birthday party and then we're at, I just saw her at Soda Springs. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and then there's also, I felt so bad, there's this other side quest line where you, this guy approaches you and said, hey, if you see this girl on your way, let her know I love her. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And then they've run off together. Yeah, and then you run into her father at one of the forts, and I wasn't paying enough attention. And I basically like agreed to like help him. But I was like, oh, okay, but I'll just like, you know, I'll double sign. Double cross. Double cross yeah. that's the word. You and, probably did the exact same thing that I did because yeah. I just ran into the couple again mm-hmm. right before I finished the game last night. And I told them because there's an option to say like tell about tell your dad. them about the father. Yeah. And in my mind, and in your mind too, probably you're like, hey, your dad's looking for you. I'm giving you the heads up. He approached me and was like, hey, be on the lookout. And I said, yeah, for sure. I'll definitely look for them. Yes. And I, now I'm telling you, this couple in love, who I'm rooting for, that your dad is looking for you. Right. That's apparently not how that conversation goes. Because no. they're immediately like, you did what? You told him where we were going? I'm like, I didn't do that. <laughs> I did the opposite of that. <laughs> Yes, we picked the same things there. So I felt yeah, bad about so that. So mad. <laughs> and I was like, no, but at least they're escaping still, you yeah. know, I guess. Um, and then I don't think you've gotten to him yet, but there's this gunslinger that you'll come across. I have not gotten to him yet. And I saw your achievement for something about him. For but my fettuccine western. <laughs> Okay, wait. Can we do a little like a little sidetrack yeah. about that? So, I in college, I have a minor in Italian, and so I took a bunch of Italian classes, and one of the classes that I took was an Italian cinema class. And I didn't know this until that class, okay? I was like 26 years old when I learned this, okay? Mhm. I wasn't quite that old. I was like 24 years old when I learned this. Okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Look, I've been out of college for more than three years. It's fine. Um, the term spaghetti western, like, when you think, when you hear that, like, you kind of know what it is. It's like one of those goofy westerns. And I was always kind of under the impression that it was like, spaghetti was like, I don't know, like, like a goofy term. Like, it was like, ooh, one of those goofy westerns, you know? And not, like, goofy like that, but, like, something yeah. that came about later to describe, like, a certain time period. Mm-hmm. No. They're called spaghetti westerns because it was super cheap to film in, in Italy. Italy. And Italy looks pretty similar to the American West. Yeah. And so, like, they're called spaghetti westerns because they were all filmed in Italy. Yep. Yep. So, that's your fun... Fun historical fact for the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, the um, quest line for the gunslinger, it's a bunch of... Uh, is that a pun? I don't know. It's a play on words. Fettuccine Western? Yeah. I guess, I guess it is just like a play on spaghetti Western. That's yeah. pretty funny. But um, it, So you basically have to do these different kind of mini games with him. Yeah. And you can bet money and then... You know, if you win, you get your money back plus, you know, whatever he bet. Um, And so I did it like 10 coins for the first one because I I, I've not been rolling in the dough like you have, apparently. I yeah, I had over 300 coins, money, dollars for what at one point. How I just had I just had a bunch of money. I literally was like running across like settlements where I couldn't buy anything 
And so I was just like struggling. I'm out here starving. I'm out. I can't hunt. I can't do anything. And it was literally like, I think it's like the second leg of the journey. There's like a huge stretch. It was like the longest one for me so far between settlements with a store in them. Mm -hmm. And so I just was like getting money and I couldn't spend it. Like, I don't know. Have you upgraded your wagon? I have not. Okay. And then I was going to this last time, but what did I do? I spent a bunch of money and then I couldn't afford to upgrade my wagon. Okay. Mostly because I did buy a bunch of toolboxes and clothes and medicine and bullets because I was like, never again. Yeah. You know? Clothes. And then now every time I come across a river, I'm like, I'm paying the ferry, man. God damn it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Clothes are the key to not getting dysentery. Yeah. Is that what it is? That makes sense. Yeah. Hygiene. But That uh, makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, the gunslinger, uh, you come across him like, I don't know, maybe four times to do these bets. And he's like trying to hone in his skills. You learn to like enact revenge on this man who Ooh. I think killed his wife or maybe just a woman friend. I don't know. But, uh, at a couple, like probably half of the times I came across him, I didn't have enough money to, to bet him. And he was like, mm. well, that's another reason why I'm like, Oh, I need to like have extra things all the time in case I come across one of these because I already had to leave one of these dumb dragoon guys because mm. I didn't have clothes. Because when I talked to the guy, the first guy who sends you out to go look for all the little dudes, he said something like, oh, you know, like, some of them need clothes or medicine. Mm -hmm. And something about what he said made me think that he gave me clothes and medicine. Mm -hmm. And then when I looked at my wagon, I didn't see them. I... This was basically immediately after I had failed to cross the river successfully and lost all the clothes and medicine. So something about, like, what he said implied that he gave me something to give to them. Like, here, I'm giving you little Dragoon uniforms, you know, to give these guys. And then it wasn't in my inventory. So I was under the impression that I, like, had it as, like, a non-inventory item, which, knowing this game now, that would never happen, obviously. So the first guy I ran across, I didn't have any clothes for. And I was like, okay, well, have fun being naked in this bush. Sorry about you. <laughs> well, I think it's probably good that you didn't have the clothes for him. Because I think the first one, mm -hmm. he actually gets in your wagon. And it obviously takes up a ton of item slots. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this is what I was agreeing to. And the then... Heck? I thought, okay, so now every time I go to one of these Dragoon places, I'm going to have to, like, puzzle solve getting them into this wagon. No. But that's oh not gosh. the case. No, it is not. I have not had a single person get in my wagon. <laughs> yeah, it was just that one guy. And all the they've all been different. And one of them, you have to, like, solve a murder. Yeah, I just did that one last night before I wrapped up for the night. And I did not solve the murder. <gasps> you didn't? I didn't. I did Oh, you did. Yeah. I was very yeah, it nervous. It only gives you only gives you three guesses, by mm. the way. <laughs> or at least like like three combination guesses, you mm -hmm. know? Like I didn't get it cuz I was like, man, 
there are three people that I feel like it could be, but like, I don't know. And it was, my puzzle solving brain was not on at one o'clock last night. <laughs> That's fair. Who would have possibly guessed that at 1 a.m., all cylinders not firing, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, but it's really, uh, it's cool, like the different things you come across. Like it's not all the same thing. Yes, I really, really liked that. Mm -hmm. And I also like the fishing and hunting mini game. Yes, I was going to talk about that too, because obviously, if you've listened to basically any episode, you know that I don't like fishing in games most mm -hmm. of the time. I like the fishing in this game. Okay. I did really bad the first time I did any fishing, obviously, as anybody does. Uh, I don't know why. I think I sent the wrong person and just had a bad time with uh -oh, them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now, now I love fishing. It's great. It is. It's what I feel like fishing is for most people in other games. <laughs> like, I think you said something like fishing is just kind of like relaxing and you just like go and you fish, you know. That's how I feel about this. I come across a fishing spot and I'm like... We can just hang out here. We can mm -hmm. just catch some fish. This is cool. But what I don't like is because now a lot of times I have enough food. I don't like the fish traps because they take up so much space. And yeah. I can only use them when I get to a fishing spot, you know. And then it just gives me extra fish. Mm -hmm. But because I'm good at fishing now, I'm like, I don't need 20 extra fish now. I just caught 90 pounds of fish. Like, I don't need that. So, I don't know. Every time that Shoshone woman gives me a fish trap, I'm like, stop it. I don't want your fish traps. Yeah, I've never had one. Because I feel like... You haven't had any fish traps? Uh-uh. Because I feel oh like she told me, like, oh, fish traps, they're not, you know, ideal for somebody. She says that, but every time I play her little mini game... She gives me fish traps. I have never. I played. constantly have a fish trap, and they're huge. They take up four slots, and I'm like, oh, I don't want this. And it just like when you fish, it just gives you twenty extra fish on top of whatever you got that you don't have to carry back. Mm. I think for some reason it just bypasses that teleporting fish trap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've played her said mini game. Is it just a fishing mini game? When? Mm -hmm. It's just timed, and then um, it's pretty fun, too, because she'll ask you how you felt like you did, and I'll say, like, not good, okay, great, and so you get to say, like, how well you think you did, and then you get points, like, she tallies up your points and then tells you how you did, and both times I've done it, I said exactly what it ended up being, because it's, it's pretty obvious to tell, like... I don't know. It it made sense, like, where I thought I was going to be ranked on her little scale. But, yeah. No, it's really fun. It's just like regular fishing. There's just a timer on it. Well, so. how interesting that our journeys were so different. I know. Exactly. I was like, oh, yeah, this little fishing minigame. I've run into her at least twice now. Mm -mm. So, yeah, the first time she was by herself, and then the second time she was teaching the Mormons how to fish. Well, and I went there, but I don't recall doing a mini game. What the heck? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Which, that's another thing that I thought was kind of interesting is the Mormons that are traveling the Oregon Trail. Like, it makes sense, obviously. 
But it is very interesting to me in this day and age that the Mormon church is brand new. Yeah. In that time period. Isn't that wild? It is crazy. Like, I knew, obviously, it's, like, pretty recent, but, like, it's very weird to be playing this game and they're like, oh, yeah, our founder, Brigham Young, moved out to Utah to found this settlement and it was two, three years ago. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, the Mormons are persecuted in the East. And I'm like, okay, well, that... That's no longer the case. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, it's interesting. Well, the next thing I have is kind of talking about the visuals of it, because I really, really liked the visuals. So, obviously, like, the original game probably didn't have any visuals. Uh, It was probably just a text-based game. And then versions of the game that I've seen have been very, like, exclusively pixel-based games. So what I really like about this version of the game is the combination of pixels and then 3D rendered objects. So like in the towns, there are the 3D rendered objects with the little pixel people in front of it, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. But then it also is pixel objects on a 3D plane, you know, so there's depth in the pixels And it's a very, very cool art choice that they've done to, like, add that depth. And so, like, objects are pixely. They're made up of, like, large pixels. But they still have, you know, shadows, render distances. Like, you know, they pass in front of and behind other objects. I think that is really cool. Um, And I do also like the little kind of, like, cutscenes when you arrive at a fort that are all 3D rendered. I always think that's really cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, I like the graphics as well. And I also like um, that as you're going about your little wagon, there'll be animals passing by that you can click on. Oh, I love clicking on little animals. I will say, the stupid moths have really got me because... Like, I clicked on moths pretty early on, and so now every time I see, like, a butterfly or a bee or a fly that's, like, kind of in front of the wagon, I'm like, oh, is this one I need to click on? It's not. Yeah. It never is. The ones that you need to click on are so obvious, but every time I see something, I'm like, don't want to click on it. Yeah, or I'll as you're rolling up to a hunting ground, you, like, try to click like on clicking it. on the deer. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me claim you. Give me the experience. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a pretty hefty um, collection book of the different, like, animals you can see and the Mm -hmm. different fish you can catch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, I'm excited. I just got through, like, I say I just got through the desert. I just went through some desert. I feel like it was too easy. I feel like there's going to be more desert. But we're we're past the Rocky Mountains now, so I'm like... I don't know. So I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see what the rest of it. I guess I could yeah. just look it up. You know, what's the environment like? Am I gonna be in a forest? You know. Yeah. Well, good luck looking things up for the game, cause. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Man, when you try, it's just, it's just obviously like the actual Oregon Trail <laughs> stuff shows up. I'm like, yeah, Oregon Trail characters and like. 
these were the kinds of people you would Lewis see. Lewis and Clark. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're no, like, no. The video game. I don't care about that history. <laughs> Look, I already know about Sacagawea, okay? I don't need to know about that. Yeah. I want to know how many coyotes I got to click on. I already learned the whitewashed version of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but there are, um, I know there's a whole adventure that will just be, like, in the desert. Yeah, I haven't done any of the, I haven't, like, looked into the additional, like, journeys Mm -hmm. that I've unlocked, but I am very excited to try those out, so. Yeah, I really want to try the, um, the, like, wintery one. Yeah. Because then you get that knife that... that yeah. Will help you with the... Everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Skinning animals and gutting fish and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before we get too off topic. So you talked mm-hmm. briefly about graphics. What would, yeah. what would you rate it out of five? Ooh. I think I would give it a four out of five. Okay. I kind of... I don't know. I almost want to give it a five out of five. No, I'm going to leave it at a four out of five. Because I think in the 3D rendered bits, I don't love the person proportions as much. I don't know. There's something like just a little bit off about the the bodies of the people that I don't love. Yeah. I don't know. It looks very like Sid Meier's Civilization game, mid-2000s, you know? Like, it looks a little bit more polished than that, but, like, as far as, like, feature rendering, it's still very, like, basic. I don't know. We yeah. give it a four out of five. I think I'd give it a three out of five. Really? Yeah. I think they're cute. I don't know. They're, it just... Maybe the mixtures, you know, of the different styles makes me lean Yeah. Like, they didn't, like, go all into... This is Pixel, which I think they're nice yeah. a lot of the times, but I kind of uh, disagree that the clickable animals aren't always obvious. It's like, oh, oh, I need to click on that. I'm like, nope, can't click that. It's like, oh, well, now I feel dumb trying to click on <laughs> this snake that's just sitting there or whatever. Yeah. No. And I wish uh, kind of like how Stardew does... You know, we get the pixel stuff, but when you're talking to people, you know, you get those portraits mm-hmm. that are, like, nicely drawn. I kind of wish we had a little bit more of that going on. Yeah. Okay. You want to go through the rest? Yeah. Let's wrap up with our rankings. Okay. Um, controls. I'm going to give it a four out of five. I think so, too. Like, yeah. most of the time, you're not doing any controls. You're just watching yes. your yeah. little wagon go. I would give it a 5 out of 5, except there is menus when you're interacting with them to, like, like especially when you're doing services in a town. And you'll engage the service. You're like, cool, I want to go to the barber shop, And I guess, like... It will be easier for me to register this now that I kind of understand it, but like you'll go to the barbershop or the physician and then it'll pull up the cards of your characters with their stats on it. 
And I guess this is so you can see, do I actually need to engage this service? Mm-hmm. You know, before I actually engage the service. And so I find that a lot of times I will click on the service and then I'll click on the person that I want to apply the service to, but then it just pulls up their whole menu instead of just applying the service to them. And then to do that, you have to hit next and then it will give you who you want to do that service on. And I'm like, why do we have this middle menu? Just let me do it one time. Let me just click on them and apply the service to them. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say um the store stuff that's I'm thinking about dropping this down to 3 now <laughs> just cuz of that. Yeah. It's Yes. I I just wanted to click on something to see more information about it and now it's in my and wagon. And then I'm in my wagon and, like, and then I'm well, how do I get it out of my wagon? Like Yes. Yeah, that's frustrating and then um when you're repairing your wagon and you select your toolkits. Mm-hmm. And if you go out of your stack of them, it, but you still have more things to repair, and let's say you have like an axle or a wheel in there, it'll select that automatically. So then now, if you go to fix something, you're fixing it with that wheel. I'm like, well, I didn't want to do that. I want to save my wheel in case my wheel breaks. That's interesting. Weird. Yeah, so you have to pay attention to like it'll say it's selected over on the right hand side. Yeah, but if but you have to pay attention to what's selected in your wagon. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't had any axles or wheels or tongues break at all. I haven't either. Yeah, and so like I was holding on to them. I had two of each for the longest time because I was like, "What if it breaks?" You know. And I just had to use them for regular repairs because I was like, this is taking up so much space and I haven't had that happen one time yet. So, you know, the other thing that really annoys me with the controls is when you get to a campground, there's different types of campgrounds. Yes. So one will be one will have like bath set up so you can restore your hygiene. One will have like cooking and then there's just like rest ones. Mm-hmm. And when you first get there, you have the option of like more about camping and it'll tell you like what the different options will do for you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't press on that and you say, yep, set up camp, you don't have a way to go back to that. So then uh, it's like, oh, what does stargazing do? So then I'm trying to Google Oregon Trail yeah. stargazing and it's like, visit this national port forest and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, here at the Rocky Mountain National Park, there's stargazing aplenty. And you're like, no. <laughs> yes. So I'm always oh so afraid I'm going to, like, get into something and not have a way to get back out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something that I didn't do, because, again, I don't read instructions ever. God forbid I do a single thing to learn how to play a game. Um, I didn't realize that they... People innately have all of the traits and you have to discover what traits they have and like what skills they have. And you do that by telling stories. I didn't know that. So I thought like you used items to like just give them the ability. I just was like, oh, everybody starts at zero and then whatever. No. And so I just had people literally until... 
like this third leg of the journey that I was on, just had somebody who had entirely undiscovered traits, basically. Because I just was like, whatever, who are they? We don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, most of mine, the traits are undiscovered, and then I'll just kind of focus on one or two to have a specific trait. Because if you do the tell stories at a campground, you don't get the rest. They don't recover. Yeah. Yeah. So I only did that. I only came across campground when I was fully healthy once. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, and then this is the gameplay. You know, again, I'm always like, oh, games are so easy. I'm going to be so good at games. (laughs) Why are people so bad at them? Okay, so I'm like just casually strolling on these trails because I'm like, cool, our stamina will be up. Everyone will be so exhausted. It'll be great. And then I talked to somebody or like some message came up that was like, so uh, based on your current pace, you're not going to get to Oregon by winter and you'll die in a frozen forest. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So now I've had to like pick up the pace and I'm like, oh, I should have. Probably should have rationed this a little bit better. There's mm-hmm. probably a reason, you know, that you should ration all of these things together. Instead of just being like, yeah, just a casual stroll. It's fine. Yeah, I only turn mine down the pace if, like, it's like, whoa, we are really struggling here. And then the nice thing about having two of your party members dead is now there's plenty of food to go around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think... I don't think my first guy died of hunger, but I think I definitely was, like, rationing food Mm -hmm. at that point. And then now, anytime I get somewhere – oh, I know why I had a ton of money. Because I had a ton of food, and I haggled with some guy to sell a hundred-something fish. And so then I had – yeah, I had a ton of money. That's that's how that happened. I was like, how did I get all that money? Yeah, I sold fish one time, and I had a just – a ton of fish. Yeah. You want to know why? Because I wasn't eating anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. this game. What about... So wait, what did we decide that our controls are at? I'm going to say three. three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which <laughs> I do want to say is a caveat, too. The controls are... I think the controls would be a four out of five if... We read everything before we played, you know? Probably. If we understood the controls, maybe a four. But they make it difficult to understand them sometimes, which makes it a three. Yeah, it's not the easiest game to, like, play while you're watching a stream or whatever. Like, you have to kind of pay attention. Especially now you have to click on the little animals. That's true, yeah. Because I was thinking about that last night. I was like, well, I can't just, like, zone out while I'm traveling. Because, like, what if I got to click on a coyote or a buffalo? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Story. I feel like that's kind of hard to rate for this. I'm going to give it – so I'm going to go based off, like, the character stories. Okay. That we're getting. Not the story of the Oregon Trail. Okay. But that's, like – how would you rate the story of the French Revolution? I'm like, well, <laughs> you know. Um, right now, I'm going to give it like a four out of five. I I like the little interpersonal stories that we're getting, you know, and I think it's fun that like we're getting little glimpses into these different types of people, you know, as we're traveling. 
and we're kind of getting that payoff of like seeing them at later stops, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I haven't gotten to the end of it, so I I don't know how little Mary's story ends. But uh, the way you were talking about it earlier makes me feel like it uh, doesn't end so hot for her. <laughs> you know, it's a tough life out there on the trail. Yeah, yeah, I bet it is, and I'm gonna be sad. <laughs> So, you know, between Little Mary and the man of the flying machine and the wind wagon, I want to call him Sergeant Pepper, but I know that's not his name. I actually have your uh, achievements up because I was looking to see how much you've played. Peppards. Samuel oh, okay. Peppard. That's right, yeah. I totally failed that quest. I did not make the I... right choices. I don't know if I failed it yet. I don't know if it's done. The last thing that I had, I'd gotten the investors interested in his wind wagon. But when he was demoing it, a tornado picked it up and blew it away and like tore it apart. And I'm like, I mean, technically that could happen to anything. Yeah. Like your house isn't a failure just because a tornado hit it. Like it was still a good house. The wind wagon... Still probably a good idea, except for the completely uncontrollable pace of the wind. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I agree with the four out of five. I just sometimes when something comes up, it's like, dude, I am like barely surviving here. I don't I don't care about having some shootout with you right now. Like <laughs> I don't have the energy. <laughs> You've got you got four people in a, on a wagon and, like, two ox, and all of your people are like, I'm so hungry and itchy, and you're like, anyways, let's have a shootout. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> this doesn't seem like something I would do right now, but okay. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, the last one is replayability. Five out of five. Really? I think. I think so, because, I mean... I think this game, the entire legacy of this game is built on replayability, you know? Like, you either make it to Oregon, or you don't, you know, and then you get to try again. And if you, when you try again, you get to make different choices, you make a different party, you know? Um, like, like the Dragoon thing, I think is a really good example. There have been ones, like, I just got to a place where there were, like, three of them in one leg, but I had to skip one of them and hit two of them. Like, two of them were connected, and then there was one over here. So, like, now I can go back and try to get that guy instead. Or, you know, hell, maybe I can go back and solve this murder mystery. Because, obviously, I'm an idiot who can't <laughs> solve an Oregon Trail murder mystery. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I just don't. There are different adventures that you can do like that will make you in a different environment but the end goal is always the same it's always yeah make it to Oregon City and yeah. i just don't know how many times i can do that yeah before just being kind of like well, i've already done this before so yeah. i'm going to give it a two tentatively really yeah like i started a second one um just because I do want to get that knife that you unlock yeah. during one of the adventures. Um, and then you also unlock different character types. 
throughout the game. Mm-hmm. So that can change your party a bit. I just, I started it and then I got that like Starcrossed Lovers quest again. It's like, oh, are we going to do all the same quests? Because like, like, I guess for the second go around, it's okay. Because yeah. like, oh, now I can do this correctly. Mm-hmm. But like, how many times am I going to want to do that? Which I guess you could kind of just not do them. Yeah, or you could you could have an evil playthrough, you know, which we're always really good at. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you inside with a dad the whole time. Yeah, you can like, say yeah, shut so up, Mary, little Mary, rich banker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I mean, yeah, you you screw him over on that first quest, and then boom, boom. you don't have to talk to him the rest of the time. No more little Mary. <laughs> a nice quiet trail, <laughs> right? Now, I will say, this is going to be entirely speculative, and I know you don't normally get into mods for games, mm-hmm. but I see a lot of potential in this game for mods to add, yeah. you know, quests or characters or, like, something along the trail. So, and obviously the game literally just launched. It is not even two weeks old. So, you know, there have not been mods made for that, but... and. You know, this won't affect our score now. Maybe we'll revisit this if we ever download any mods, if there is this imaginary mod community that I'm thinking of. You know, I think there's a lot of potential for really cool mods to be made for this game that will increase the replayability and kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah, we'll have to see. Like I said, I already started a second playthrough because it really doesn't take um that much time to get through it i've played for eight hours and so that's a whole trail through oregon yeah um now i wasn't you know doing a leisurely stroll like you were (laughs) so i made it i'm not anymore any time i pick up the pace over here i only got two people and one ox so we're we're chugging along (laughs) where did your other ox go uh what happened to them I had three ox uh-huh. when I started. What happened? I don't know if they... Oh, something happened and the yoke broke and they wandered off. And this was like right after I had been like, all right, winter's coming, you know. And also my people were hungry. Mm-hmm. And it was like, do you want to wait or go look for them, which is really going to delay you or just keep on trucking? And I was like, I'll buy an ox later. We're just going to go. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. It's rough out there on the Oregon Trail. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) Oh, man. I do believe this game is on sale right now, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not. So, this game's... Thirty dang full price. I know, and it's thirty dollars, which we become spoiled, and that is an expensive game to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've definitely gotten thirty dollars worth of gameplay. Into yeah. It, so. Oh yeah. Well, and the other thing too is like, there's the winter journey. There's a desert journey. You said. You know, I'm sure there are other, like, specific journeys that they've done Mm -hmm. for this. And there's uh, community events, like online events and stuff that you can do. So they're definitely uh, making the effort that you get your money's worth out of it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how long 
We keep playing it. I know. I'm probably going to play more of it today. Yeah. I really only stopped playing last night because I was like, I have to go to bed. It's one o'clock in the morning. I have to go to sleep because I have to get up and record a podcast. (laughs) So I need to sleep. But yeah, I could have kept playing that game for, you know, I could have played that entire journey. I could have sat down just eight hours and played it. So yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to finish out my journey to Oregon. I hope you make it. I hope so too. I'm not, I'm not too confident. I was pretty confident when I just had three people, but then when my other guy, when my third guy got a broken leg and then had dysentery on top of that. And so like his max health is reduced to three and then he's just down to just like one or two health all the time. I'm like, any day could be his last. Yeah. Bro gets run over by a, by the wagon just a little bit and boom, that's it. He's done. Yeah, I was so confident at the beginning. It's like I have about four healthy, happy people. Dysentery, who? And then I got to that long stretch of it, and I didn't have any clothes. And I was like, "Wow, this is." Then one girl died, and then another girl dies. Like, oh, jeez. Yeah, it's rough. All right. Well, that is going to be our Oregon Trail episode for today. Uh, If you guys have any other input on the Oregon Trail, uh, feel free to let us know. Let us know how your playthrough is going. If you bought this game. uh, Have you died of dysentery? Yeah. Or typhoid or a gunshot wound or your ox is running off, you know? I don't know. So yeah, just let us know how your Oregon Trail playthrough is going, and we will see you on our next episode. Bye! Bye!